On today's episode, we are talking about friendship. Yeah. So to kick us off, Kelsey, what is an example that comes to mind, book, movie, fictional, real life, of someone who is a good friend? <laughs> I know that we reference Harry Potter all the time. Yes. But I specifically think of the friendship of Harry, Ron, and Hermione from the books. I can't remember which book it's in. There's a few of them. There's some point in which Harry is sharing a story with Ron and Hermione. And I remember it's written that, and they laughed in all the right places. Like they laughed and gasped in all the right places. And I think that's something that comes to mind frequently when I think of friendship is they're the type of person that can listen to anything that you are sharing with them. And they're going to respond exactly how the moment needs it the most whether it's emotional or funny or painful or and to take it a step further from so i don't just use harry potter i was thinking about a lot of i love books and lots of literature examples are george knightley and emma woodhouse are good friends lifetime long friends that have grown up together and they know how to laugh at each other and joke with each other and i think that's important in friendship i think of the march sisters from little women and how Mm. they are sisters but they are also all such good friends and so of course they're not always just happy and experiencing wonderful things they also struggle with each other and get irritated with each other but they know how to be good friends even in difficult moments or they know how to learn and grow from mistakes that have been made Mm, i like that Thanks. What about you? Joey Tribbiani. (laughs) Okay. I'm so excited about this. Okay. If you haven't watched Friends before, this is your invitation to go watch the TV show Friends. And if you have, then this will make complete sense to you. Yes, Joey is a bit of a womanizer. And yes, Joey is not the most intelligent person in the room. But Joey's most redeeming quality is he is loyal to the end Mm -hmm. for any of his friends. If any Mm -hmm. of his friends need or want anything, he will drop it all to love his friends. He's going to stick his neck out for you. It's true. We've had this conversation before that we both think Joey is the best friend because in in all the other scenarios or situations, he does not waver. Mm -hmm. When it comes to those five other people, it is whatever on the line for that friendship. Whereas you might see the other ones treat each other poorly or he's just, no, they're my friend. He would be in Hufflepuff if this was a Harry Potter. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So we could talk about what it looks like to have a good friend and be a good friend all day long. We won't be able to cover all the bases on this one episode, but we do want to hash it out just a little bit. We want to create some space to talk about friendship. And so we're going to ask each other some questions. Yeah. Can I start? Yeah. Okay. So my first question to you is not necessarily a lighthearted one. Oh, okay. We're going straight to the bottom of the ocean. We're getting right to it. All right. What qualities of Jesus make him a good friend to us? What qualities made him a good friend to his friends, his disciples, his students? What makes him a good friend to us? Okay, I'm going to answer this in waves. What is hitting me first is that he is and was level-headed. Things don't phase him in all the stories we read, whether things are super tense, whether things are super lighthearted, whether it's far left or far right, he's even kilter. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's not phased. You can't throw him off. And I want steady friends. Yeah. Steadiness is a really cool quality about the Lord, about God, about Jesus. Really good friendship quality. I love that. I want to go more. Also, he's wise. He knows when to interject and when to give an affirmation or a suggestion. And he's also very aware of when not to say anything. When to just sit there and 
in silence and in solitude. You know, like he knows yeah. when to take the driver's seat. He knows when to sit in the passenger seat and he knows when to sit in the back seat and just yes. be. That's a really good quality to have in a friend because if we have friends who only ever respond with what we want to hear, yeah, that's not beneficial in the long run. Or if we, only ever he- respond with what we don't want to hear. Exactly. That's not beneficial either. Or a friend that doesn't know how to respond in a way that's actually going to be helpful or fruitful or good for our heart or soul. That's that's a really good one. That's That's important. Man, that was a really good first question. Thank you. We really did dive in. <laughs> yeah, we just we're just in the deep end of the pool already. What's your question? Okay, my question for you. What do you do if you start growing apart from a friend? Oof. Also deep. First things first, talk to God about it. Because there's all kinds of reasons that we might be growing apart from a friend. Some of them may be healthy and holy and some of them may not. Because we can easily grow farther away from our most Christ-like friends. So talk to God first to ask him to help me see things how he sees them. Okay. And say, like, what am I looking at here? This friendship, we're growing apart. Is this on my end? Is it on their end? Is it what you want? Do you want this? Because there's a phrase I've heard ever since I was in high school that has been really beneficial for me. I'm sure I saw it on Pinterest or something. But it was just like this cute little wallpaper. And it said, I prayed and asked God to protect me from my enemies and I started losing friends. Oof. <laughs> and I think that whole thing will just preach by itself. Oh, I yeah. feel like I don't have to add that's anything to sermon. that. But that's that's why my re- response is what what happens? What do I do if I start growing away from a friend? I would talk to God about it and ask for his wisdom and guidance and help and he can help me see if it's within me that has brought this up. If it's Jesus in me that is being offensive and turning people away, or if I'm the one who has turned and I need to repent and turn back to the Lord and get get right with these friends who are actually good for my soul. Yeah. Or like the little wallpaper Pinterest thing I said, is it something where I'm just learning how to guard my heart better? And because of that, there's now distance between me and this other person. Hmm. Can I ask a sub question? Yeah. What if you are growing apart from your friend and it's difficult to discern the voice of the Lord. You don't know from like him. Can't tell. So where yeah. else can you go? Who else can you ask? I would always start with God, first and foremost. Like, just go there. Make that the default of who we talk to the first time anything comes up. But if you're having a hard time discerning, go to people who look like him and talk with them about it. So that might be a youth minister. That might be your therapist. That might be your parents. Probably not someone your same age. Because if it is a friend issue and you go to another friend, that's likely only going to stir up unnecessary drama. So I would go to one of those kinds of resources next, um, mentor, something like that, where you can share the situation. But I think even with those mentors, it's most beneficial if it's someone who looks like Jesus. Mm. Because there can be lots of people that you make a mentor that don't look anything like someone who loves the Lord. And so I think that's another another caveat in there. Mm. That's really good. Good question. Do you have any additional thoughts or ideas on that, Tad? I think my encouragement to someone in that situation would be not to let your highs get too high or your lows get too low and not respond to a five-level situation with a 10-level response. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, like, Because yeah. it may be nothing. It may just be they have a lot of school, work's getting hard. Had a bad day. Their parents are going through something difficult in their marriage, and that's trickling down to your friend. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have nothing to do with you or them. It, it might just be some kind of season that isn't indicative of the entire relationship. It might just be a little spot. Yeah, that's true. Thinking about friendships that I have been in, where we've gone through seasons of distance, 
oftentimes it hasn't been anything significant or it's been what has needed to happen. Mm. Not like we weren't good for each other, not like we weren't good friends, but they were going that way and I'm going this way and both ways were good. Yeah, that's so true because there's been friends that I've had that it was not a lifelong friend thing. And I don't know what it is about us that makes us feel guilty when we don't have a lifelong friend. Mm-hmm. Some friends are only meant for a season That's or good. some friends that we've sought out that aren't even good for us, that we're not supposed to be in deep relationship with, you know? So I think that's a good thing that you brought that up. Also on this, if you're listening to this and dealing with a friend situation, just a little sidebar here, we don't know what your specific situation is. <laughs> So don't hear us and think, oh, well, they said this, so I'll try this. Like, that's why we encourage you to talk to God about it. That's why we encourage you to talk to other people who look like him, who might know the situation and the hearts involved much better. Because, yes, we pray that God would speak through us in this podcast, but we have no way of knowing what you're walking through. So, one, that's a cool confirmation. If God does speak through us exactly into your situation, that's the Lord. That's not Drew and Kelsey. But, two, we need to lean not on our own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5. We're supposed to acknowledge him in all of our ways, and then he'll make our paths straight. So same applies if you're listening to this and thinking, run this through the filter of the Lord, like talk to him about it. That's going to help you discern much more than just blindly taking advice from us. Even though we love the Lord and we're asking him to speak through us, we cannot know specifically what you exactly are walking through right now. Reason number 345, why (laughs) spiritual community is important. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. Next question. How have I been a good friend to you? Oof. Man, how have you been a good friend? There's so many things. We could spend an entire season of a podcast talking about this. The ones that are coming to my brain right now. One, you are and have always been, and I say that word fully aware of what the word always means. You have always been consistently available Mm -hmm. for whatever I need. Not that I'm like a super needy person or you're just here to always serve me, but you're always open palmed. And so if, if I need a shoulder to cry on, you're there. And if I need someone to go play Mario Kart with, you're there. And if I need wise intellectual advice, you're there. You're consistently available. For someone who is as busy as you are and have your hand in so many different pots at the same time, it's really telling that you are that available. And I've always appreciated that. So I love you. Thank you. Oh, I love you too. That felt good. Hold on to your bridges because here comes some more. Okay. <laughs> Um, I also think that you are so kind, and I know that's kind of a stereotypical thing, but for most of your life, you have been pretty misunderstood by other people, and I think not everyone would assume you are kind because you are so often misread. I think you're kind for all the sweet things you do, but also because for as long as I've known you, 13-ish years, I can't count on very many fingers the amount of times I've seen you have a temper. You're very composed and you're not passive aggressive. You don't play mind games like you are who you say you are. And in this day and age, it's hard to find people who are that consistently available and that consistently kind. And so I think you are a very rare gem. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I wasn't really asking it for compliment. I just think thought it was like, oh, that'll be a good question. It was a good question. As we're preparing for the, the podcast for us to ask each other. Good grief. That was that was sweet. Thank you. Yep. I'd like to share too. 
how you've been a good friend to me. Well, okay. <laughs> I like that you mentioned kindness because that's one of the first things that attracted me to you was your kindness and how you've been such a kind friend. And I'm with you. A lot of people don't understand what it means for someone to be kind. Because someone can be, you know, kind with a motivation behind it or like kind because, oh, I'm on right now. Like I'm in the business meeting, I'm on the board or whatever. And so I've got my kind face on so that people will be pleased with me. And that's not like I'm kind because I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Or I'm kind because I'm trying to get somewhere or to level up or something. And that's not kindness. Kind is you treating everyone with the same compassion. You being my friend for the past dozen years or so, <laughs> that's what I've seen. I've seen you be so kind. You're kind. You go out of your way for people to serve them. You have a kindness in your eyes that just speaks to humility. It's not just, it's not just kind in the way that we understand it. It's kind in the ways that Jesus is kind. And I think that's one of my favorite things about you and one of the ways in which you're a really good friend. And to add on to that, I would add on gentle. I think kindness and gentleness, true kindness pairs really well with gentleness. Hmm. And that's the other thing about you that I've noticed in our friendship is how gentle you are. And I don't just mean gentle. <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day. It's easy to be in love on your wedding day, you know? And so <laughs> to that end, it would be easy for you to be gentle with me on our wedding day, almost 10 years ago. But it's an entirely different thing for you to be gentle with me when we're in the middle of an argument. And you mm. are. And I feel like that's such a good friend quality, a good marriage quality is someone who's able to be gentle even when they're not happy or even when they're confused or frustrated that you are still gentle and able to be gentle is very Christ-like of you. Ooh, thank you so much for those sweet words. I received that. You're welcome. That was like a sweet, tasty treat. <laughs> For my words of affirmation heart. <laughs> like a pastry. That was like a blueberry scone. I know you like blueberries. With some icing on top. I like some powdered sugar. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What's your... This is like, what, the last question probably? Last question. What is a great quality you look for in your friends? Hmm. We've talked about some already. When I'm thinking about our oldest friends or like friendships that have the most depth and richness and are the most holy set apart friendships. The thing that comes up is the first thing you mentioned about Jesus, the steadfastness. Hmm. I have a friend that I grew up with when I was little and lived in El Paso and we've gotten reconnected over the past couple of years. And, you know, we went a long time in between growing up together and then kind of reconnecting as adults, but in both there has been a steadfastness that it hasn't mattered that there were all those years in between because yes. that richness, that holiness is just there. The healthiness is just there. And I think about, you know, a lot of our current friends that have been, we've been friends with forever, same thing, the steadfastness, we can take whatever it is that we have going on and share it and be in a not great place or be in a wonderful place. And their steadfastness doesn't shift or change. Even if they're struggling with something, it doesn't affect our friendship. Like we're still able to have the boundaries of this is in your life, this is in my life, but we're still able to come together. Do you know what I'm saying? Almost like if we are a ship out on a choppy water sea or lake, our friends are the dock that we're trying to get to. Even if things are a little crazy right here for us, they're the ones that are steady that we're trying to get to for stability. Yeah. Ooh, 
ooh, ooh. And the lighthouse is the Lord, like shining the light, oh, the path. Yes. He's making a way when there's no way. Oh, that's good. Who's the fish? Um, The people that we're trying to encourage along the way. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You know, that makes me think about a conversation that you and I had earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. This morning, to help wake you up, I played <laughs> The Lion King in our bedroom. And- Which, first of all, can we just take a little break to say that it's an awesome way to wake up is by <laughs> playing a movie to start the day. It's so much fun. I'm just getting ready, brushing my teeth and watching a movie. What a life. Now that I'm an adult, you know, it's like something that as a kid I would have wanted to do, but my parents would be like, no, you got to get ready. And then if there's time, you can sit down and watch a show before the bus uh-huh. comes to pick you up or whatever. And now I'm like, I'm an adult. I can do we can, I can do what I want. And so I'm going to start a movie to start the day. Woohoo. It's the best. Also, I forgot how great of an intro song The Circle of Life is to start <laughs> that movie. I was like, whoa. This is a killer introduction I scene. I get you emotional. Anyway, yeah, it, it honestly did. I played it for you. I I went off and did my own things, did my chores, got ready, and you, you were getting ready on this side of the room and doing your own thing. And then I came back for the end of the movie. So there's this scene at the end of Lion King whenever Simba comes back to Pride Rock to go challenge Scar and take back the throne of Pride Rock yeah. and to be the king that he had been running from this whole time. And his new friends, Timon and Puba, go with him. And when they get there, everything is... Kind of desolate. Yeah, everything's desolate because the hyenas have eaten everything and there's no growth on any of the trees. And so Timon's like, this is what you're coming back to fight for? (laughs) And Simba's like, yes, Timon, this is my home. And he was like, wow, I mean, kind of seems like a fixer-upper. But hey, if it's important to you, we're with you till the end. Oh, come on. And in a children's movie, a line like that, it's so easy to skip over. But when you see it through this lens that we're talking about right here, what does it mean? Yes, especially if you've lived it. What does it mean to be a good friend? What are the qualities you seek for in a friend? I want a friend like that. I don't really see it. It doesn't look like something that I'm super passionate about. But if it's important to you, I'm with you until the end. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I can think of several situations like that in my life where I've had someone say that to me or I've been able to say that to a friend to say, hey, if this matters to you, I'm here. I'm in it. I'll sit with you in this no matter how long it takes, no matter what's going on. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about Jesus is that's exactly what he has done for us. Mm. Like there's nothing that we will experience that he hasn't experienced. And he's able to sit with us in all of those things and be that friend to us. I love that you brought up Lion King because I think there are so many spiritual applications of that movie. And that part in particular, like we were saying earlier today, is just, I mean, I get emotional thinking about it. Because he's just looking at this land that's like, to him, it's, it's, it's his home. It's, it's everything. And he hasn't seen it in who knows how long. And it's not in the state that it could be in. But yeah. he believes in it. And he sees the purpose behind it. And he sees, you know, there's a story. There's a calling here. There, there's something that I've been equipped for that I could step into and make a difference. And his friend may not be able to see that. But the friend is like, I'm with you. I'm here. Until the end, let's do this. His friend can't see from the same perspective how much it is worth fighting for. Oh, yeah. But Timon can see how important it is to Simba. Therefore, he is willing to fight for it with him, despite Mm -hmm. not having the vision and not having the history and the perspective. 
I think that's what a true, genuine friend does. Yes, and that's something that we've gotten to experience a lot in starting this new ministry. Starting through Jordan, we were in a very wonderful, loving environment, stable, steady income, and we knew, we knew that we knew that God was calling us to do what we're doing now. And the amount of people who have responded in such a loving friendship way of saying, I don't even, several of them have been like, I totally see it. I'm with it. I can tell God's hand is on this. I'm so excited to root for you. And there's also been friends who have said, I don't see it. I don't get it. This is a crazy leap of faith y'all are doing. And I'm here for it. Like I'm with you to the end. And that has been so encouraging and so beautiful. And we just pray God blesses all of our friends and loved ones who have been so supportive and so loving toward us as we've made this leap and started running in this lane. You said that so well. I may not see it, but I see you and I love you, therefore I'm with you. Yeah. I want to be that kind of friend to you and to our other friends. I may not be able to see what you're talking about or where you want to go, but I know you, and I love you, and I am with you, and I am for you. So let's do this thing together. That's so true, because Timon and Simba know each other, and Timon's sitting there going like, I don't don't know about all this, but I know you. I know your character. I know who you are. I know, I know things about your heart and therefore, because I know you. And I think that's so beautiful because it's about relationship and God is all about relationship. That's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. Yes. Mm. So to the ones who are struggling in your friendships, or maybe you are counting your blessings in your friendships, whatever it is, wherever you fall today, we hope that this can be an encouragement to you. We hope this can be a cool drink of water to you. We hope this can be an eye-opening experience for you in your friendships. Yeah, we hope this equips you to be the kind of friend that we've kind of chatted about today. And we hope that everybody has friendships like the ones we've discussed today. The ones that look like steadfast and kind and thoughtful and the ones like Timon and Simba. Those are high quality friendships that are building the kingdom of God. Those are the kind of friendships that look like Jesus. And that's the kind of friendships we hope for you. Thank you all for tuning in on today's episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.